The winemakers are up next, but first, check out this other great show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Destination Eat Drink. Food Cart Pods, the country's largest craft beer scene, and great breakfast spots. This week, we're in Portland, Oregon. I'm Brent Peterson, host of Destination Eat Drink, the travel podcast for foodies. In addition to all that, we'll talk Portland donuts and Oregon Pinot Noir. Download Destination Eat Drink today on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Radio Misfits Podcast Network. From the birthplace of modern winemaking, Sonoma, California, welcome to the winemakers. Local experts Sam Katuri, Bart Hansen, and Brian Casey, along with host John Myers, invite you to listen in as they discuss all facets of winemaking. So sit back, pour yourself a glass, and let's hear what the guys have to say this week. Oh, that was a nice one. <laughs> really good, Sam. Thank you so much. Well, it, it sounded like a Philippe Combe blended wine is what that sounded like. <laughs> well, 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 hey, everybody. Welcome to the Winemakers. I'm John Myers. Wow, guest host. and uh, Guest sitting, host, John Myers. We are sitting out back of... Have you ever uh, run up one of those boards before, John? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> uh, we're sitting outside the tasting house, 16600 tasting house, and we are with, of course, Sam and Phil and Isabel. And Philippe Gambi from, now you are a Rhone winemaker, correct? Yes. We? From what city? Where are you? I'm, I'm living, and I'm born in Languedoc in um, Pézenas, but I'm living in Chateau du Pape, in center of the village, just near to the house of Henri Bonneau's uh, legend of Chateau Neuf. Sounds beautiful. Yes. How did you start making wine? Ah, yes, um, is a hazard. Hazard? It was serendipitous. Yes, because I, I love the wine. I am uh, kids because my father had a best seller for drinking wine. But my father working in a, in a bank is not a product to vine, uh, vine, uh, vine. But my grandfather, of, the father of my mother, is a winemaker. And I, when I'm young, I drink a lot of wines. It's not, it's not good, my English? No, it's it's it is. It's uh, not everybody gets to drink wine when they're... I'm I mean, like, what is she here yes. for? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, I drink it. Because my, my, my father, uh, uh, every weekend, uh, every uh, weekend, I'm in a family reunion and drinking wines. Uh, Run wines in the cell of my father, is Gigondas and Chateauneuf. He's loving only his wines. No Bordeaux, no other wines. Drink. This Chateauneuf, is the way to grow Gigondas. up. Just drinking that beautiful wine, it's the way to grow up, sir. <laughs> it really is. And Brian, I forgot to, I didn't even introduce you when we came on. So, Brian Casey. Good afternoon. How you doing, buddy? Well, John, good to have you back. I get a little rest uh, not having to run the board today. It's nice. You get to drink more that way, Brian. There you go. So we are here talking about a new project that Phil and Philippe Combe are doing, along with Isabel Cassier. Phil, can you tell us a little about the, the new name of the project and what it's all about? I'll let Isabel say the new name. Please, Isabel. In French. <laughs> we named it a French one. It's a French, it's a French name, and so that means Phil can't say it. <laughs> the project's name is Adotet. And that means? 
The two heads. Two heads. Very good. Oop or PC2. Yeah. We were going to say PC2, but uh, we're trying to figure out who is more politically correct. Philippe or Philippe. I don't, and so we had a hard time no, figuring Philippe that out. Philippe Couturier and Philippe Cambi. PC2. Yeah. Well, tell us about this whole project. How did it come about and what it's all about? Um, you know, I've, I, knew, I, I knew Philippe prior to meeting him from his reputation through other friends that we had in Chateauneuf and uh, through a very dear friend of just about everybody at the table here, Sasha Verhig. Um, so about four, four or five years ago, um, Sasha phoned up and said, Philippe is going to be in town. Come, let's come into San Francisco and let's have dinner together. So um, went down. Uh, I Ubered down <laughs> to make sure that I get back in, in one piece. And Philippe and I and, and Sasha sat down and had a, a wonderful dinner at Sasson mm-hmm. and, and, and talked wine and talked terroir. Uh, and you know the whole basis for 16600 is to create wines of place and uh, with my love of growing grapes uh, and my love of, of, of Rhone varietals and Philippe's deep understanding of what it takes to, to make these great to, to fabricate that not fabricate is the wrong word to stir up the pot and come up with magic with these with these varietals and with uh, the love I have for the, growing the grapes. I said, well, we should do a collaboration. 16600 is all about collaborations. Uh, and then uh, so it started to evolve from that point. And Isabel, where did you come into the picture? <laughs> so I came in early on as a translator the first time. Um, which, so I, I came to California on a trip with Philippe to translate him at A7, and then met Phil in the process, uh, then moved to California, ended up working for Phil, and so when the idea of the two of them working together um, came up, I just hopped in as a translator at first, and, and then as, I don't know, boots on the ground. Winemaker, I think, is what you are now, right? You're the, you're the yeah. <laughs> Isabel is the half of me. <laughs> <laughs> She's the right arm. <laughs> no, it's, it's important because, uh, well, he's a, he's little my family because he's a, he's a dogger of uh, best friend to me. He working with me one years in uh, Rhone Valley. He's an analogist and uh, a best test. Is a woman who tests very, very well the, the wine, is very important. And uh, for most of for the project, is a, is a global because it's a, it's a project to Grenache, but more important to the Grenache is the guys, is the population working with me. And Phil, Sam, and Isabel is a friend, is a little family. And for me, it's very important for making wine because uh, for a good result, uh, very good grape, very good wine, but the, the wine is better with the, the wine for friend. Hence, two heads. At this point now, it looks like three, so I'll leave it there. But So you're going to 
let me get this straight. You're going to create a French-style wine using your California organic fruit, right, Phil? We're creating a California wine using the ageless uh, recipes or understanding of a grape, of how a grape grows and how a grape can be presented. And it's and that just and that happens to be from somebody who has the roots in in, in, in France. Uh, we're not we can't replicate. No. We can't replicate, but we could create and refine what we're doing in California. Just to, you know, there's an inherent after so many years of working with a grape, you start understanding what it, you believe you understand what it's going to be, but then when you meet somebody else who's spent their lives working with that same varietal that all of a sudden you're, you're shown no new, you're, these new nuances, these other, other, other ways of walking down the path to create a wine. That must be actually pretty interesting. You're so familiar with the Grenache end product, and you're finding out new ways you can treat it or not treat it, and it comes out different. Is it any better or just different? Is it any better or just different? You know, um, it's, it, is, it is an expression. And, all, and, and it's a true expression. One thing that Philippe mentioned, you know, wine has to be created out, out, of, out of love and passion. And, and when, you, when you deal in, in a family setting, it, it's, that, that has the, it has the ability to, to blossom. Um, and and it, it's the, 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 the big idea, the main idea is to express sense of place. And so we, we have sense of place coming from two distinct regions of the world that know how to grow grapes, that know how to make wine, that have a history based in wine, and we're just we're putting that together to, to have another expression of what happens when you do a collaboration. Well, it sounds great. How how has the wine turned out? What do you think of it? Your personal observations today? Here, Cheers. taste. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. Well, that's okay. That's curry, and then you guys will probably hear since we're sitting out at the the tasting house. We've got a group Happy that might curry. be might be coming out and loading up into the into the VW van in a little bit too. Um, yeah. The, now we've had the opportunity to have the rosé, but I think had the both of the Grenaches haven't yet been bottled, right? Still in barrel. Yeah. So yeah. should we actually talk, since somebody has to sell these wines eventually, should we actually <laughs> talk about what they are real quick, um, yeah. kind of go over that, and then maybe have from from Philippe and Isabel and Phil's perspective what the vineyards are about. So with Adutet, we're making currently three wines, although I think you guys just came up with a fourth. Um, yeah. thank, thank you. Uh, thanks, thanks for letting me know. Um, cool, guys. Uh, so we, <laughs> we, have, we have three wines. The, the Rosé, the 2018 uh, Miller Vineyard Rosé, which we've had on the show and we've talked about and we've talked about you know, some of the things that Isabel did making that wine. Uh, and then there's two current uh, red wines in barrel, uh, from 2018 and 2019. So those are uh, the Oakville Ranch Grenache, the only, as far as I can tell, the only Grenache grown in the entire district of Oakville and Napa. 
Well, who else is dumb enough to do that, <laughs> Sam? <laughs> dumb, crazy, brilliant, genius. It's all Insanely a matter cool. of... Right. Really, it'll be about... Billionaire, yeah. rich, crazy... Right. Someone like Batman might want to do yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Bruce Wayne's right. Bruce Wayne's grapes. Uh, and and then Oakville... Or, so we have the Oakville Grenache and then Rossi Grenache are the two red wines right now. So we have 2018 and 2019 in in barrel. Um, in Demi Huy, uh, which is what Isabelle is passing around right now. So right. Demi Huy is uh, they're double sized your average barrel. So when you think of like a wine barrel, two heads. it's a yeah, du- it's yeah, a, yeah, Demi Huy is a traditional uh, uh, wood for the uh, the Demi Huy is a traditional woods using in the Rhone Valley for for aging uh, Chateau Neuf and a lot of uh, Grenache of Chateau Neuf. Is a is a very is a good uh, capacity for making uh, no woodies uh, the Grenache and respects the fruit of the Grenache and uh, respects the spices of the Grenache. Well, you, you know, just just right there, the attention to detail that Philippe just mentioned in talking about the, 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 using a specific barrel. That's the old uh, Volkswagen. (laughs) (laughs) It's me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But you you know the the, what in in our conversations it it is demanding that attention to detail. Philippe is very demanding about how he wants it to be made. We're very demanding about how we want it to grow. And learning that oh. You know, let's just let's just put it into a Bordeaux barrel because how I deal with a hundred, we deal with a, a, a bunch of of of, of cab, Cabernet makers. No, and there is is there a difference? There's a huge difference. Those new nuance and attention to detail is is the key in what she brings. Well, and can, can I just say the reason I said no one's stupid enough to do that is not because <laughs> it's because <laughs> no, 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 it's, it's because I want to explain that for people out there listening that aren't familiar with this area is that you can get what seventeen grand a ton for your cab um, in Oakville, and so to plant Grenache there financially doesn't make sense. That's what I'm saying. Is it? Well, the the reason I planted Grenache there because I couldn't grow great Cabernet there, and, and, and that's. That specific part of the vineyard, right, right. in that block. Right. The, 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 no, don't get me wrong. The Oakville <laughs> Ranch has some of the best Cabernet coming out of Napa Valley right now, but it, 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 it you know, it has the heat, but doesn't have the exposure, uh, and, and it just looked like a perfect spot for Grenache. And I was was really fortunate uh, that the, the the owner and, and patron of the project uh, loves Chateauneuf, so. You know, and what's what's the amazing thing about Chateauneuf and about Rhone, Rhone varieties is we deal with a ton of Cabernet winemakers, and when you mention Grenache, their eyes light up, and when they, when they see the vineyard, they want the fruit. They say, "When can we get that Grenache from Oakville? When can we get the Grenache from Oakville?" They can't, <laughs> unless they wanted to pay seventeen thousand dollars a ton. In which case, we'll talk. <laughs> And and I wanted to back up a little bit too to say that you know Isabel wasn't brought to this project as a translator. I know she kind of said that, but she has a a little. Any of those uh, that have listened to one of our previous podcasts, I think it was from Paso Robles, where we're all kind of hanging out in the room. Uh, that we know that Isabel comes from um, 
a, a really good history of winemaking in southern France. Her father, Michel Gassier, is one of our favorite winemakers. And there is a, a translating element of what Isabel does, and not to talk for Isabel, but I'm going to big up her for a second. Um, because, you know, this experiment in transatlantic, transcontinental winemaking, you know, it's, it's Phil's grapes here. It's uh, Philippe's ideas for how to ferment and, and make those wines. And then Isabel's in the middle trying to figure out how to take what we have here and, and translating that to what Philippe is asking for. Yeah. So Isabel, I mean, she's got the hardest job of any of us, except for <laughs> she has to put up with the two PCs, first of all. In the harvest, every time when you're sleeping in my, in my bed, Isabel found me every day. Well, you are. I'm making this. I'm making this. It's a good conversation. When I, me, I am in bed. <laughs> so, Isabel, I have a question that only you can answer because okay. you're the one who is seeing the French side and the American side. How are they different? Making wine. Um. On the vineyard side, the plants behave a little differently, I would say, just because obviously the soil's different, the climate is slightly different. There's, I mean, they're on two different continents. Um, but anyway, so like ripeness is kind of different and how it comes. So a lot of the like tasting berries was quite different. So learning what ripeness here means versus what ripeness means back home was an adjustment. Um, that in itself is interesting. You know, you would think ripe is ripe, but obviously you've been out there in the fields chasing it, so it, there is a difference. Yeah, there, there. I think there really is. So that that was an adjustment, and then the way the vines grow, just um, you know, depending. We have some soils that have been farmed for over two thousand years, so vigor is uh, is is way less. So farming here is very different than farming back home, even though like everything's going in the same direction. The aim is, is similar, but to get to that goal, you need to and use different is, techniques. Is there a move towards regenerative farming in your community in France? Um, let's see. I don't think there's... I think they're a little further... Huh. Not So when you're talking about regenerative farming, I think... You know, in people that are doing that in California, there is a huge movement that's going above and beyond. I don't really see that yet back home. However, I think something like 40% of our Appalachian is now organic. So there is like the move to that, but it's a, they don't You're take it ahead. to the next level in the way that some of California regenerative ag but for com For comparison, uh, somewhere between 2 and 3% of Sonoma County is... Uh, is certified organic, which means of 60,000 acres, maybe 1,500 to 2,000 acres of Sonoma County is, is farmed organically, and you farm 600 acres in Sonoma County. So, you know, it, Phil and Isabel are, you know, overseeing half to a third of the organic grapes in the entire county, yes. which is not enough. Not enough. It's too much for them. But it's not <laughs> enough for the rest of the county. Right, the, the difference uh, to Rhone Valley, Rhone Valley Global is uh, 16, uh, 16%. So the all of, of Rhone Valley is 16%? And Chateauneuf is almost 35% now. 
organic. organic. Yeah. Okay, great. Organic, organic. Wow. I think the consumer in uh, France started demanding it a little sooner than here, or at least consumers have made it a priority in France right now. It's the consumer, and, you know, I look at organic, regenerative, uh, biodynamic as traditional farming practices. And, this, you know, the Second World War interrupted traditional farming practices, especially post-World War when, 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 when the munition plants started making fertilizers. But, part, but there's, you know, if you think about you're in an area where, where there's been farming going on for, for multi-centuries, that there is, there is a basis of organic farming that is there that the ground cries out for it because that's what was, was done through, without calling it organic, without, but just being a traditional farmers. Doing it correctly. Yeah. Right. And, and over the centuries, had they not done it correctly, it would be worthless. Yeah. Right. Precisely. Um, one of the for explain the difference in uh, in uh, California or Sonoma uh, and uh, Europe. In Europe, a lot of uh, the majority of the winery is wine grower. Is the, the best difference of the of the this region. So just make sh making sure everybody yeah, understands and well? yeah, it's super and it's what we're trying to do here, um, but. So the whole, in, in Europe, we have the concept of vigneron, which is somebody who, yes, makes wine, but farms the grapes as well. And so most people that are winemakers are landowners and farm their own grapes. There's not the dissociation like here with most, mostly we have winemakers buying grapes from grape farmers. Right. It's, yeah. That's really unique here. Yeah, so, I very. mean, all these other places that have been doing it for centuries, they already have it down. They know what they're doing, so. Yeah. And you know what? Just for a little aside, the other thing that's really unique is for what sixteen six or Enterprise Vineyards does as a vineyard management company. It's unheard of in Europe. You, you, you know, have, you know, we're lucky that we're able to have this type of business here because it enables me to farm a whole multitude of terroirs. Uh, and control the farming of some incredible spots, and in, 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 in Europe, it's, it's, it's kept in the family, which is a big difference, you know. If you could choose a spot, Phil, to go to France and farm in, <laughs> where would that be? Uh, it'd be Southern Rhone. You know, I'd, I'd, I'd love to have a house right down the street from, from Philippe. Hint, hint, Michelle Gossier when you listen to this. <laughs> yeah. I think something could be arranged. You know you're welcome anytime. anytime yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think you'd probably look pretty damn good over there. Just on, on, on any given yeah, Sunday afternoon yeah, in the fields. It's, it's yeah. a quiet life for me because my, my French is horrible. <laughs> well, you know, you'd learn. Look at Isabel. She's, it's, your French is perfect. But, and, you know, you and Philippe... It's my first language. Well, I, said, I said French, I meant English. But, you, you know, you, you talk English every day. You know, it's, it's your life here. You know. well, yeah. Phil and Philippe bonded over a shared two languages. One, the language of terroir, but also they actually both speak Spanish, which is... <laughs> The only reason they were able to become friends. <laughs> but you, you know, the, the, uh, I want Philippe to, to talk about this. <coughs> the, 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 you know, when Philippe and I started started talking 
um, about the collaboration and his, you know, he goes around Europe looking at a, at a bunch of different producers uh, outside of outside of France, and the, the I want to know what really attr attracted him to the flavors of California and what he saw coming out of California. C'est quoi qui t'a donné envie de faire du vin en Californie Et je peux aider à traduire pour que ce soit bien Yes, clair. yes. Mais, first, I love California. <laughs> it's more, it's a, for me, it's a, it's a region the more similar to the south of France and Spanish. It's a Sims climate, it's a Sims guys, happy, opening. Uh, happy, no, open, the, warm It's different to, uh, to the... The north of France, who is not the same <laughs> relation with uh, Bordeaux, uh, <laughs> is the other style. This is, this is one of those moments where we need this on video because the facial expression <laughs> that Philippe just made, there's no words in any language that can describe that. Yes, and, uh, and uh, uh, this region for me is more, more identical to the to the south of France, with uh, is not a very big estate, is small estate, and uh, I think the I'm tasting a lot of wine uh, of uh, California of Grenache. I love it. My first my first discovery to the Grenache is a man Frank Uncle. For me, is a fabulous guy, is fabulous wines. Uh, and now is a uh, seems concept to to Europe because uh, Manfred uh, using only the grape of his uh, one is a wine grower a, a winemaker now is only the grape of his estate. The other style and look I like is a Justin uh, Smith of Saxon is a Sims principle is a, is a grape is producer to grape he produces the wines. And uh, when you visit Sonoma with Phil, I think it's uh, very interesting because uh, this part is a possibility to a new expression of Grenache, different, a fabulous expression of Grenache, but different the other plate, the other, other place. Is uh, for me is a fabulous challenge to 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 making a fabulous Grenache in Sonoma. Uh, in other parts, more more fresh, uh, more mineral. To Paso is is fabulous, and and Santa uh, Ventura in Ohio is a very rich, very spicy, very opening, and I think to Sonoma is a little different, a good fruit, but a very beautiful body and freshness, very interesting for aging wines. It's not a competition for me. A free region to making a fabulous Grenache in California. Free region, one in uh, region to Ventura, one to region to Paso, Paso Santo Obispo with uh, Alban, and other region, the free region, the free best region to 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 USA for making Grenache Sonoma. And a little tiny valley in Oakville. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, so the, 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 the,
that answers the, the question, what, what, what area do you like best? It's not what area you like best. What you try to do is make the best of what that area could present. And there's, there's, there's a lot of area regions in, 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 in the world that you could grow Grenache. Mm. And Grenache is terroir driven. And to understand how to grow better here, I mean, it, it, since our, our relationships, has, I've learned a lot more about how to grow Grenache. Uh, but it, it is to express the sense of place. Mm-hmm. And, and that, that is the key. If you do that, you have a great wine. If, if, if you could t- drink this bottle of wine, or taste, this, taste this wine, and, 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 see, and see the hills of, of, of Rossi, or, or see, see the, 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 the chaparral of Oakville, of the Vodka Range, that's what, that's then we mm-hmm. have done our job. Okay, so if we look at that sense of place, and you've just found a new spot in Oakville that was previously planted Cabernet, what's next? <laughs> where, do, where do we want, want to go here. next? <laughs> where do you want, what, what do you think? No, I, no it's different. Yeah, it's different. It's a, it's a other style of wine. But for me, Grenache, or the Rhone Valley style of wine, is a more adapted for the cooking in California. Mm. For the spicy meat, for the Japanese meat, for mm. a lot of uh, cooking uh, and fusion. And California cooking is a very adapted for drinking Grenache. More for drinking Cabernet. <laughs> because uh, is the, the Grenache respects the meat, respects the aroma of the, of the walking of the cooker man, and, uh, and is a very good adaptation for when you're eating and drinking. Cabernet is, is very strong, very rich. Is a is a écrasé, comment on dit écrasé? It overpowers. Right. It crushes the food as well. Only only steakhouse. Yeah, you can only have it with right. at, at a steakhouse. And it's and it's the the problem is it's the big tw- catch twenty two when you're on the floor. I don't know how these psalms do it in Napa. How they can with a straight face recommend all these cabs and but they have to because. This is where they are, and all these guys come in there for dinner, and they're supporting their local community. But I'm going to order the lobster, Brian. Which Napa cab should I have with so it? So, <laughs> happened last night, right, where someone won't, yeah. Um, and, and, and what Philippe's saying is exactly right. If you're looking for food-friendly wine, Grenache is one of the best. Um, but unfortunately, um, a lot of Psalms make their money based on percentage of sales. And so when you're talking about a Grenache for... 60 70 80 dollars or a napa cab that's 250 300 dollars of course they're going to recommend the cab knowing that it's not going to be the best pairing for the food but that it's going to pay their bills that's where audio tech comes in <laughs> it's exactly right i mean i, sh- I mean that's it's it. no i mean then that's it, it, it's well, gonna have the the opulence right it has the opulence we've tasted it we tasted it you know it has the the texture that people are looking for, you know, especially when you talk about Oakville, it has the flavors of Oakville with the the, the brightness, the freshness of of Grenache, um, where you know, and it and you know will be priced somewhere between normal California Grenache and normal right. California Pino Cabernet. Pricing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Some of that Pinot pricing. Well, speaking of Brian, you just poured me a glass, and it's absolutely stunning. What are we? consuming here let's talk about this wine 
Um, so that's a barrel sample. It's fine um, with me. <laughs> I'll take a picture a of the little tiny bottle. So a 600 liter of uh, Aditet Rossi 2018. And so mm-hmm. this is probably about half of the final blend. We have two more barrels. That's half? Um, we have one more of these? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> There's not that was the a $10,000 I want some of this. Well, the is, is very expensive. <laughs> <laughs> I like the label you've done there. Thank you. Quite <laughs> nice. So now, describe this as a psalmwood. Or how, how do you describe it, and then I will have him describe it. Brian. Oh, Philippe, please. Est-ce que tu veux bien décrire le vin pour nous? Yes. Okay. Um... Right. I'm making the description in French because it's more easy for me. On retrouve donc une une très jolie robe rouge incarnat avec des reflets briques de Toulouse. Oh my God. <laughs> he's having a lot of fun here. Um, he's he's giving me... Oh, so he's saying things I can't translate on purpose. Um, so he says... <laughs> it has a beautiful, rich red color that has a few hues of, of the bricks from Toulouse. So it's... Now because in Toulouse, yeah, you are. Yeah. The, the city of Toulouse is, is a construction is a all brick, uh, red, but is a this style of color. Is a because the brick is making in the region of Toulouse, with the soil, uh, a lot of uh, iron inside, and the iron of the gr- of the soil, making the color to the brick. So it's not like an orange. Say say the Toulouse, Toulouse in France say is a ville rose. The, in France, Toulouse is called the pink city. Because because the construction is uh, is construction only in the brick. Yeah, everything's built in brick. Is a pink city. (laughs) Is a is a is a reference for French guys this color. Yes, in in aroma. Now the the nose. Now the nose. Nose is very spaces. <laughs> spaces with uh, badian. There's a lot of spices um, in the nose. A bit badian of is a anise, star, star anise. Star anise. Uh, after you are the aromatic to the cherry, black cherries, uh, ch- black cherry of Pyrenees. Is a is a so is a cherries. Uh, Pyrenees. Uh, cherry. Little cherries, black, and very acidity. Uh, Very gen- sweet and sour. In general, to eating with uh, with cherries in uh, marmalade for cheese. Okay, so it's usually used to make preserves for to serve with cheese. Yeah, after you are a blend to aromatic to, uh, en fait, c'est un mélange de framboises et de fraises uh, confites. It's um, a, a blend of of jam from raspberries and, uh, well, candied raspberries and strawberries. And very long, easy to the body is, 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 it's very round and unctuous with a lot of length. 
Et derrière, on a une trace de, 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 de licorice, de réglisse qui, 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 qui tend le vin et qui donne envie d'en revoir. Oh, and he says the, the end is, is characterized by this licorice that lingers in your mouth and makes you want to drink more of it. And the licorice is very important to Grenache because uh, in the aromatic is very pairing, is easy to pairing with a lot of meat and uh, spices meat, the Mexican foods, but the Chinese foods, the Japanese foods, no sushi and the really cooking Japanese. Huh? Uh, is for me is uh, one of the best grab a pinot a good pinot is the same but the very good uh, grab for easing to eating Amy look me <laughs> I love eating <laughs> well we should mention that we've got I don't know how many barrel samples you've got a bunch in the cellar right now. It seems to be this. This is like the time of year when you guys are pulling stuff out and kind of checking out what's going on in the in the barrels. And I know you had something going on last week. Um, you did a little tasting as well. Yeah. So this is, you know, the the one of the challenges with this project is Philippe is here two or maybe three times a year. Um, so, you know, what we did last week was tasted uh, every single barrel of, of Adutet, uh, both of 2018 and 2019, to start working towards what that final blend will be like. I think we're going to do one more blending session uh, right before Hospice de Rhone. Um, and then the other thing that we did is, you know, we're starting... 16600 hasn't... Especially because we don't do much distribution, we've never really brought 16600 to the press before. But with Adutet... Um, you know, and, and sort of the, the nature of it and both the stature of, of Philippe and, and Phil um, bringing those wines to the press uh, much more than 16600. So uh, last week we tasted with Aaron Brooks of The Wine Advocate, you know, Robert Parker's uh, publication. Um, she's the new uh, taster for, critic for Oregon, Paso, or Central California, you know, Central Coast, and Sonoma County. Uh, so we had a great tasting with her. She's awesome. Shout out to, to Aaron Brooks, one of the most fun wine writer experiences <laughs> I've ever had. Uh, she had a good time. We had a good time. Uh, the good vibes flowed. Hopefully, nice. hopefully good scores <laughs> flow from that, too. Um, and, you know, and, and the other interesting thing that we do with with the Adutet program is because, you know, especially with the Rossi Ranch, um, we're still making Rossi Ranch Grenache and Grenache blends under the 16600 label with, you know, our um, so maybe less intensive is probably the best way to describe it as, as far as our winemaking practices go. To, so to be able to taste those, um, you know, how we've always done it and how we continue to do it for 16600 next to what we make for, for Adutet from the same spot and see, you know, what the differences are, what you know, the winemaking of, of Philippe and Isabel brings to the terroir, um, you know, what is the same, what it doesn't matter how you make it, those, you know, the spice of Rossi is always going to come through. Um, you know, so that's that's a big part of why, you know, the cellar is full of... Uh, and then the other thing is we're tasting what's going to go out in the spring 2020 wine club shipment, so uh, the Phil sent me shipment, so there's been like uh you know a hundred bottles or so open every day for the last week here it's been fun the, the thing i'll say 
what's really uh, really really it's ama- curry. really amazing in working with Philippe and working with other great winemakers that I have the fortune to work with is their memory of taste, their memory of taste of specific barrels, their memory of in, in how intellectually they will put that with that and be 10,000 miles away and say, why don't you just take a little bit of the, of, of, of the press and put it over here? And, and, and all of a sudden, it changes. You know, and and the, that which is why I'm a, a, a wine grower, <laughs> and, and and the the art of blending, the art of his memory. He never remembers my name, but he, no, he does because we have the same name. <laughs> it's an easy one for him. <laughs> the only reason this works. We, but but no, the the his ability to take that the, that fragmentations, and, and and how how it changes and elevates or dampens, you know, flavors. And, and dampening flavors, sometimes you have to, but the elevation of, of, of flavors is what the final final result is. Because that's what, John, you asked initially what the big difference was be, between the, you know, the 16600 wines and the Autotet wines. And it's, I think some of it is, it's, you know, it's not the fruit. The fruit is still Phil Couture farm mm-hmm. fruit. The difference is in a little bit of protocol in the winemaking um, side. Um, and then pro- possibly then some of the blending that Philippe brings to the table. And whereas, I mean, normally you've got, um, I don't know if, you, I don't know if, uh, do you guys all, do you get together, the three of you, when it's time for blending and sit there and yeah. go through yeah. different? <laughs> yeah. Do, don't, doesn't that drive you freaking crazy? <laughs> do you, uh, so I, I've done blending things before where I don't want anyone else there because the more people you have, the more very. Okay, there's already a lot of variables, especially when you're when you're talking about blends. And then when you get more people involved, it seems like people start branching off in different directions. And you're you're like, wait a minute, I liked the way we were going over here. Now we're starting to go over here. And so I, I would just always shut the door. I'd do the blend that I wanted, and then I'd do two blends that tasted like shit. And then I <laughs> then I would bring them to the owners and say. Here, try these, and I knew they weren't going to like the two. They were going to like the one that I liked myself. But I think, for me, it's kind of a, it's a personal thing. When doing it with a team, seems like it would be really challenging. We have to make sure there's an odd number. number right. One. Yeah. So you can vote, right? No. But, and, and, but, yeah, but, well, we all also we all trust uh, and admire Philippe's talent yeah. for blending, and so usually the way it happens is. Philippe will have an idea from the get-go of a blend he wants to try. As soon as we're done tasting every sample and we're thinking about, oh, what we taste and everything, he already has an idea of a blend and is already telling me to prepare it. And so I'll start doing that. And then we always, like, leave from there because it's always, honestly, it usually, like, mostly works. And then we all talk about, like, maybe what we'd like to be seeing a little more of that we saw in the individual you know, samples, and we're like, oh, there was that note in that sample that I would really like to see shine a little more, for example. And then that's the only way we work. We're not, like, proposing fundamentally different blends. Yeah, I, th- I think the, the, the goal, the, 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 the flavor goal is there. And, you know, um, you know and as Isabel said, Philippe is five steps ahead of us yeah. before we wake up in the morning. Right? You know, <laughs> and, and, and uh, it, it's... I'll never forget, we were blending last year 
for the last year program. And Philippe took, and going for two, two levels of, 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 of Grenache blend. Uh, one one that will be a collector's level, so to speak, and the other being a Cote de Rhone. And as we tasted these 50 different wines, he took what everybody agreed on was the best and made that the, 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 the core for the, the second one. And I'm going, uh, wow. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Right. How do you do that? You, you know, where right away we'd have said, everybody said, this is the best wine, so it's going to go in this one. Yeah, so and, and to have that confidence and flavor and perception is something that blows my mind when 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 uh, uh, when Philippe does it. Phil, a question for you: This must be a very rewarding process you're working through right now. <laughs> uh, you, you know, uh, emotionally, not financially. <laughs> <laughs> not, no, money has nothing no, to but, do with it. It's well, self-satisfaction. You, you, you know, as as I I, I really. We really take pride in the grapes that we grow, and there's nothing better to see that your kids come out with a little bit of an education that you didn't have. <laughs> but no, the the uh, it, it, it blows my mind. You know, I the two the two, my favorite time in, in during the growing season is walking the vineyards with winemakers, discussing what the product is going to, the the final end is going to be, what their visions are, and then. This, this time in, the, in, the, in the late winter, early spring, when we start tasting together and seeing if number one, that happened, or what, what detour it took, and what caused those detours. It, it's, it's, uh, it, it, is, um, it is really fulfilling and, and, uh, and consuming. It, it consumes a lot of time and a lot of brain cells. <laughs> Well, and the idea with the Autotype project, you guys started off with, with one rosé and two Grenache, right? But the idea is to keep it sort of small, or are you talking about if it becomes maybe popular, you add on a few di other varietals, or is it primarily Grenache going to be the focus? Well, right now, <laughs> <That's a joke. laughs> we're, we're going to do all Pinot Noir, Cabernet, and Chardonnay, uh, <laughs> because... Because we, we, you know, we sunk a bunch of money into the Grenache, and now we're going to recoup it with the Cabernet. No, um, uh, to be honest, neighbor the, the label design for for the rosé, and you know what we're working on for the red wines doesn't even say the varietal because Adutet is a, is a Grenache program, and if you, and if you need to ask what variety Adutet is, you're probably not an Adutet customer. Um, so that's. <laughs> Throw down. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean that's that's the, look. This is this is what it's no, about. That's well, true. We have the king uh, of that's true. Right. We have the right. king of Grenache. Right. We have the the crown, crown right. princess of Grenache, and we have. I'll call your daughter okay. Princess Althea. She is Princess Althea. Oh, the crown believe Prince me. of Grenache. Yeah, she like, is. Princesses are, are you, get married off. She's this no is like this is like Megxit. <laughs> uh -uh. This is Isabel exit. She's no longer gonna be the the heir crown to the Grenache. She's gonna come to California and grow Cabernet. Is that what's happening right now? I mean. What seventy five percent of what we farm is Cabernet? Um, no, but that's it, it's about Grenache. It's about uh, reaching to the pinnacle of what Grenache can be in in Sonoma and Napa. Um, you know, uh, that said, we were joking here 
you know, we love Mavedra, we love Cabernet also. So as this project grows, maybe there'll be other things that happen. But um, Adutet is is Grenache. It should be synonymous. I mean, that's in my mind. Adutet is synonymous with Grenache. And when are we going to see those Grenaches in bottle? July 2020. Is bottling, bottling not not like nec- not release. Yeah. Okay, so then what do you what do you think after bottling? What are you thinking about? Tu veux commencer à vendre? Yeah, laying it down. Le, les A2 2018 à partir de quand? Ils sont mis en bouteille en juillet. I think to September, no? Yeah, maybe two months later, September. September. For for ready for drinking in a, in the end of the way pour pour l'hiver quoi. Yeah, he thinks it would be it'll be already ready to drink for the holidays. By two, so you can drink one at Thanksgiving. Uh, by three, one at Thanksgiving, one at Christmas, and then and then lay the rest yeah, of them down. That's what three he's talking cases. about. Three cases. Three cases. <laughs> How many nights in Hanukkah? Yeah, yeah, uh, as nine. I, my my vision of what we're doing is these are wines that are are collectible that and um when you're uh, uh, i've been you know collecting wine for a lot of a lot of years and so all of a sudden you have older wines in your cellar and to see these wines are made to age a great wine is is also accessible when it's young but the the, um grenache you, you know 20 year old grenache uh, is, 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 uh, is, is definitely nectar, uh, and, and it shows the seriousness of, of the grape and of the wine. I've never seen one that old. <laughs> I can't get them that old in my place, <laughs> Phil. <laughs> go, to, go on the Benchmark website, John, and, and buy them that old. You, know. you scared me. <laughs> you scared me off of that. That whole conversation yeah, we had about awesome. uh, fake, fake wines. Wine. That's the thing, you know, we're, we're waiting for more fake Grenache to show up on the market because uh, right now the, the wines that are counterfeited are still Burgundies and Bordeaux. So, you know, when, when Rhones and Grenaches are, you know, have that kind of desirability on the market, which is happening, uh, then they'll, they'll be counterfeiting those too. But so far, it's you know, vintages of Burgundy that don't exist that get counterfeited that you get caught on. You gotta, you gotta. It's amazing situation. You really have to be floored by what they have done, counterfeiting wines. It's just amazing. Uh, okay, we have a sidebar here. What's going on? Brian. Oh, Isabel and I are just talking about counterfeit wines. That she's like, oh, someone could tell it's not Reyes. I'm like, well, that those people that collect those wines though. They, that's what they do. They collect the wine. They're not drinking the wine. So I think a lot of those counterfeit wines, even the one of the the Koch brothers. I mean, I don't know how he eventually found out, but this is a guy that's just stuffing bottles in his cellar. Then you um, deserve so the only, to have right. The only time, the that. only time, if you're taking it off the market and nobody's enjoying it, that's what it. That's no, that's what those guys are about. They're collectors. Bottles. They they yeah, collect no. wine. Yeah. Wine's meant to be drank. Thank you. Wine, wine yeah. It, 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 it is made to be to, to, to be consumed, and it, and it is made to be forgotten in your cellar, so that all that when you walk down there and you all of a sudden you come across, wow, I got another bottle of that. The emotion left. of yeah, that, yeah, of like, know, oh damn. And, and, and you know, the, the, and great wines have that ability. You know, and you know, the auto the the rosé. 
uh, as it's going into its first year, it's insane. You know, and people say rosés are made to be consumed that season. Yeah, with, with Philippe's <laughs> protocol, we're making the wines that that has has longevity. Yeah. You know, is it going to be twenty years? No, but is it going to be five years, six years? Yeah. Yeah. And and, and to have that discovery, and, and the discovery of the flavors that that, that you know you don't you, you don't see in, in, in if, if you if, when you talk to a psalm sometimes. <laughs> no right. offense, but it, it's it's uh, a lot of times that's forget forgotten. Yeah. Well, I love how you guys put some of the magnums actually in, and I don't know if this was a conscious decision, but having them in the darker glass was like... Consciously unconscious. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, to be honest, we discussed... Kind of conscious. It was, it, was, yeah. it, was, um, it was the idea. It was about what can, what can this rosé do? Um, putting in a magnum, which is a better vessel for aging, and, and putting it in... You know, in a flint glass. I mean, in a in a in a not flint glass. Flint is clear. In a in a what do they call it? Whatever that color is, green. Uh, a green glass. Uh, and and it sounds like from our discussion this week um, that all the Adutet, including the 750s of the 2019, will go into into not clear bottles into green oh, bottles. Um, yeah, we were a little uh, surprised how by how gracefully. It's been some of us were more surprised than others. Evolving, <laughs> yes. Let's uh, talk about it was graceful. A great surprise. How so? Oh, it's just it's uh, it seems to be gaining in in precision and mm. minerality. It's mostly like the mid palate is becoming. Um, I don't know. We say like crystal in in, in French. It's. Say it in French. Cristallin. It's like it's there's a certain purity and precision to it that I, I'm really enjoying. It's, 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 it's crystallizing. It's like coming into shape. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how to... Well, that's essentially what it's doing. The rosé is fabulous because now he's a, he's a very good drinkable for... He's not a... It's not a principle to rosé for aperitif. It's a rosé for eating. It's a, it's a one. Uh, en fait, c'est in French. C'est un une bonne uh, pour les gens qui qui ne voudraient pas boire un rouge. C'est un rosé qui peut faire tout le, tout le repas quoi. Says for for people who don't really who wouldn't really want to drink. Uh, red wine. It's a rosé that can go perfectly well with a whole dinner. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's very much a food-driven rosé. I find that very correct. I We drink a lot of Grenache. I think it's, you know, I mean, first of all, I live here in mini Rhone area, and but, I mean, it's just, it's it goes with everything. I'm a big fan of it. And thank you again. You know, you're making wines that are really appreciated. And they're easy to appreciate. Um, the, the sense of place comes through, and the care that you know. And and you were talking; it's developing. It really is. I mean, it's it's a living thing, and and you know, you you bottle it and and sell it and drink it when you think it's going to be the best. It's a pretty fascinating process, it really is. Now, Isabel, what is? I, I don't know if you, this was a journey that you thought you were going to be on when you first came here. 
Oh, not at all. <laughs> yeah. So what does that mean as far as your future plans? I mean, oh. I mean, you're involved in this project now, right? That's now you're looking, you're looking years out at. I, I'd say this collaboration going on for uh, multi generations. Wow. Uh, how's that? Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know that that uh, as as it's evolving, who who, who you know. Maybe it depends on what happens in November. I might be working in, in the south of France sooner than later. <laughs> yeah, it never. This project never had that was a, a political statement. Specific. Oh, I was like, <laughs> oh God, yes. No. November. You know, but, we have a very important thing this November. Yeah. To change the attitude of, of so we could say America instead of just California. <laughs> yeah, you know what? There are plenty of people who want to come over there. So when you build that place. Have two or three outhouses that you can that you can that you can lease all year long, coupled just for podcasting. Okay, so we'll do podcasting around the Rhone area. We'll get uh, um, who's your friend and and Sam Kelly 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 McCall. Yes, we'll we'll get him to uh, take us around to a few places and talk to some great folks while we're there. So, well, this has been a really interesting discussion. Um, Philippe, yes. uh, your your comments on the final product that you are looking for here. Are you are you there? This this new line, this perfect for you? Est-ce qu'on y est? Est-ce qu'il y a de la marge de progrès? Qu'est-ce que tu aimerais y voir? Ou est-ce que tu trouves qu'on est exactement? Est-ce que tu trouves que tu as exprimé tout ce que tu voulais? Every time it's possible to progress. Yeah. There's no, always always no, room for improvement. For me, the perfect wine in in really no exist. It's uh, important to to every time uh, you put a little touch more for progress. And well, now I'm happy to the to the two vintage making, but it's just the two vintages. Uh, for for a good expression for the wine in ten years. It's important to to a long trip, a long development, for every time making the best wine in the vintage. Depends on the vintage because uh, the wine is a uh, is not every the vintage is every time the, uh, the, not the seams. It's important to making the best wine in the vintage, and the objective uh, of Adetet is making a, a beautiful Grenache every times. But uh, I think is uh, nobody knows is perfect. <laughs> and I think it takes a lifetime to really understand a site. And we're always learning. And this project is every year you're tasting. I mean, as much as there's things that we love about the wines, there's always little things that we want to see enhanced or diminished or whatever, like, you know, fine tune. And that takes another year of another year of observation and of experimenting, and then. But aren't all you lucky? Again. You can do that again and again. Oh, I and love again, it. And again, it, it yeah, rhythms um, your life. What's the old like. phrase? What a long, strange trip it's been, right? <laughs> <laughs> It'll get stranger for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, what uh, what have we not asked? How you can buy it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, and that's from 16600, although there is, I'm building a separate list of Audio Tet customers. Uh, the first people who will get 
opportunities to buy the Adutet red wines, other people who have ordered the rosé, um, and then we'll expand from there. Uh, you know, these are, you know, even by 16600 standards, um, you know, we're not making huge lots of these wines. Um, well, so yeah, what is production? I never asked that. What have we got in barrel? Uh, it looks like Isabel. I think oh, we're in about a hundred cases of each or so, maybe a little like bit. Like the equivalent of four barrels of each. Right. Wow. So a hundred cases of each. Yeah, I can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, in French, they they. We speak in bottles, yeah. not cases. We speak in bottles. Wait for what? For out of ten. Who? Oh, who? That's all, it's all it was Stanley. up. It was it up. It's all Stanley. So, so more side by side, you have. You have nice. the Valley of the Moon and then the Oakville, the Rossi and the Oakville side by side. So, you know, we're we're we get to have fun with this. Also, it's um, you know, we're having fun. We're having fun. I'm having fun. That's what's next. It's just continue to have fun with this project because um, it's fun. Look, I mean, this is this group. I like that You know, we don't we don't uh, you know, we're not taking. I mean, we take it seriously, but we don't take ourselves as seriously. Uh, <laughs> maybe Isabel does. I don't know. You poor thing. No, it's fine. Sam thinks I'm too intense. <laughs> I just I don't hang out with Isabel after the second cup of coffee. Right. I'm right? I'll so take Isabel I'm very on type A. <laughs> Which is what you Very need sometimes. A, That's why I need uh, so many projects. Right. Also, yeah. we need Type A to keep us on <laughs> right. on track around right. here. Yeah. No, it's a good balance, and like and, and like Philippe was saying, it's the it's a family. Right. It's more of a family type atmosphere, and, and and you have different opinions and different personalities, but everyone uh, the goal is the same. Well, you know the opinion so that the opinion yeah. that never seems to differ is mm. on the wines. When the wine is good. Uh, the wine, you know, we we all agree. Yeah. <laughs> well, John, you want to wrap it up here? Yeah, absolutely. I just wanted to make sure that we hit everything else. And um, so, Philippe, uh, when are you heading back uh, to Europe? Quand est-ce que tu rentres en Europe? Samedi prochain. Next Saturday. So. And then you're coming back for hospice. Yes. Uh, and back for Hospice to Rome. Hospice and Angel. Excellent. <laughs> and uh, so you look like you're really enjoying yourself, Isabel. In you, California? You, right now. I mean, this, yeah. this whole project is, is fabulous. Amazing. Oh, my God. <laughs> Stop it. You know I meant no. English. Stop it. They I mean, it's a, it's a fun... Uh, Fun family to be a part of. <laughs> oh, and that's that's a big deal. Yeah. You know, you see a lot of that with with the Katuris, and you know, a multi generational deal. Makes it deal, hard to want to leave because Althea is going to be to. growing, and she's <laughs> going to be overseeing something in in Avignon soon. I'm sure. Well, you know, she's you, get, you asked yeah. when we're going to make Althea the perfect wine. Be. I think the only one of us that has a chance is is Althea. We're just going to you know going to take a lifetime and generations in California to to figure out how to make these. Grenache is as perfect as possible, and so you know, take what you know, f what Isabel and, and I are learning from Philippe and Phil, and then we're gonna teach it to to Althea and you know her compatriots, and and they'll pass it on. I mean, that's the only way that this is any of this works. So that's the goal. Well, great that we found out what your 360-day-old kid is gonna be doing for her life. <laughs> no, no pressure, well, Althea. Much <laughs> She doesn't want to be an artist. 
nothing. Or go into radio or something crazy. Hopefully like not. That, so. <laughs> well, hey, everybody, thank you so much for the interview. It's always good to get you guys together, and, and it was especially good with uh, Philippe and Isabel today. So thank you. Thank you for having uh, us. Phil and Sam and Brian, thanks again. And uh, so, hey, we'll talk to you guys next week. Uh, we're the winemakers. Check it out. Bye.